Hello, my lovelies, and welcome back for the final installment of our Sunni and the Dragon series from Sunni and the Dragon by Shirley Rousseau Murphy. And for the final time, I just want to say thank you, Shirley, for giving me permission to read these stories. You have really brought some joy into my life in a time that has been fairly dark. And I hope that me reading these stories to you, my lovelies, is giving you the same experience. So, today, we're going to wrap up with the second part of Sunni and the Griffin and young Dan Long. So without further ado, let's jump in for some tea and butter cakes with honey. Well, Sunni whipped up butter cakes and honey and spread out a picnic beside the wagon with a view overlooking the village of Meyer. If anyone down there had bothered to look, they'd have seen a strange sight indeed. But they didn't. They were all cowering in their beds. The mare and the hound joined in, and it was a lovely party indeed. When the griffin had fallen fast asleep, his stomach distended with butter cakes, the young man said, "'Tell me a tale. Tell me a true tale, sweet Sunni." So, Sunni told him of the fairy king who had trapped her in the glade in an oak wood, and how he offered her magical potions and enchanted food, and how she had nearly starved to death because she refused them. "'And why did you refuse?' asked the boy. "'To drink of fairy magic would give you life everlasting. "'You would have been the fairy queen then, and all would have done your bidding.' "'I would,' said Suni, "'have lost my immortal soul, that's why. "'Who wants life everlasting if you have no soul to love with?' "'He put out his hand and touched her arm. "'I'm as tall as your shoulder now.' and I am two-thirds as old as you. When I am taller and older than you, will you marry me? That depends, said Sunni, on what kind of man you grow to be. I'll be better than that young Charlie Shammer, he said. Now tell me, sweet Sunni, how did you free yourself from the fairy king? An old hag riding a golden boar told me how, said Sunni. She stared a long time at the boy. An old hag with laughing dark eyes, and that golden boar was as fine as your silver goat or your white bull, she said wondering. And what did she tell you, sweet Sunni? She told me that butter will make the piskies trip, spit will show things in their true form, and the golden fire will bring you where you should be. And was it so? It was so, said Sunni. She bent her head to stroke the griffin. I wonder why that old hag cared what became of me. But when she looked up, the boy had vanished, the bull had vanished, and she was alone with the old griffin and the hound and mare. Well, she led old griffin back under the hill and patted him good night, then patted her mare and the hound good night then lay out under the stars thinking about love and caring and what a mystery life was. The next morning she went down into the village wanting work, but she thought this would be the last time. The plight of poor Griffin upset her so, and that young boy's dark eyes made her feel lonelier than she had ever felt before. "'If I don't leave Meyer,' Sunni said to the morning wind, 
I'll be sitting on Griffin's Hill yowling worse than Griffin. She went round and round the village and came to a cottage at its edge. No one greeted her, but the door stood open, and inside it was a broken rocking chair. Suni looked and looked at it, and she wanted badly to mend it. It was such a lovely chair with its carven cherry wood and its worn old tapestry showing a fine dim scene that she could not make out. Well, she set off to work. When she had mended the wood, she found a basket of yarn and began to repair the cloth. She had no idea how long she worked, for she was caught in the scene on the tapestry as if she moved and lived in them. The picture story showed three princesses swallowed by a dragon, and showed a young girl trapped in a wood by the fairy king. Supper time came and went, and it grew dark, and Suni could not tear herself away. With each stitch, the tapestry grew brighter and more real. When she heard the animals lowing in the barn, she went to tend them, for no one had come to feed the goats and cattle and the boar who stood patiently there. Suni fed them and cleaned their stalls, and though the goats were all brown, Suni found silver hairs in one stall. And though the bull was gray, Suni saw caught on his fence a hank of snow-white hair. And though the old boar was a mottled, brindled creature, there in his pen lay bristles as golden as spun metal. When Suni went to finish the tapestry, she found an old woman rocking in the mended chair. What a thin old hag she was! "'Come, child, come sing for me. My three sons will be home soon enough, and they will like to hear singing. And put the kettle on.' Suni put on the kettle and sang for the old woman of the raggle-taggle gypsies o, and when she finished she said, "'That is for your youngest son.' "'But he has not come home yet to hear you.' "'He has heard me,' said Suni. So then she sang of cockles and mussels, and she said, "'That is for your middle son.' "'But he has not come home yet to hear you.' "'He has heard me.' said Suni, and she sang, Robin loves me, Robin mine, Robin would have me wed him. And that was for the eldest son. And when the old hag said he had not come home yet either, Suni said, Oh, but he is here, for you have no sons, old woman. What makes you say such a thing? My smallest son is as tall as your elbow, my middle son is tall as your shoulder, brash young woman, and my eldest son towers over you like this, cried the old woman, holding her hand high above Suni's head. But Suni only laughed and caught the old woman round her waist. Come and dance with me then, old hagmother, for I have seen you before. Come, ride your golden pig for me, teased Suni. And she danced the old woman right out the cottage door into the village green, where all the young folk were dancing, and they were surprised to see Suni dancing with a strange old hag. Young Johnny Weckett and young Charlie Shammer stared and stared, but they did not bother Suni, nor ask her to dance with them. <laughs> Just as well, thought Suni, and she danced the old hag three times round the green, then took her off again home, and hied her into the barn, and said, Now, old woman, I would see the golden boar again, and I would see you ride him, and I would thank you for helping save me from the fairy king. Well, there in the stall, 
The boar began to grow larger and to shine, and soon he was huge and golden as the very moon. And the old woman leapt on his back like the wind and scooped Suni up before she could cry out, and they were galloping up Griffin's Hill. Oh, it was a wild ride, and the old hag was strong. And when Suni looked at her, she was not an old hag, but a tall young man, and his dark eyes were laughing at her. Which one is real? cried Suni. Not the old hag, he said. Not the boy, though he was real once on a time. Oh, Dan Long's hands trembled as he took Suni's hands in his own. I am taller than you now, and older than you now, sweet Suni. Will you marry such a homely one as me? I would marry such as you, said Suni, looking into his dark eyes. But you are not homely. You are the handsomest one of all. Well, the griffin grumbled and mumbled when he heard they were to be wed, and swore they would ride off forever and leave him there in the hill, and he would be alone for another nine hundred years. And how could they do such a heartless thing to a poor helpless griffin, thinking only of themselves and abandoning him? Well, of course they would not leave griffin. As soon as Dan Long and Suni were wed, they drove out of the town of Mire in Suni's bright wagon, down through meadows, and they were followed by Dan's cattle and goats and the boar and the old hound trotting between the front wheels, and Griffin flying low overhead, staring round him in five different directions at once with wonderful curiosity at how the world had changed in nine hundred years, and commenting on all of it. Well, the old mare shook her mane as she trotted along between the shafts, and thought she would like to fly, too, and sing in a human voice, and the old hound grinned and thought he would love to run in the form of a deer and speak like a man, and Griffin told them that they could all right if it pleased them. "'And when we come to the kingdom of Brent,' said Suni, "'to my bit of land that the king gave me for saving his daughter, "'and to my cattle that the king of Conti gave me, "'and to my horses that the king of Dune gave me, "'we will ask the animals, every one, what they would want to be, "'and if they would like to speak with the tongues of men.' "'Yes, we will,' said Dan Long. "'And the griffin looked down and nodded with all five heads. "'Yes, we will.' "'And we won't let folk be afraid of them or of poor Griffin,' said Suni. "'Oh,' cried the Griffin, "'if folks aren't afraid and I mustn't hide, "'then I'll never be lonely again.' "'Nor will I be lonely,' said Danlong, kissing Suni on the nose. "'Nor will I,' said Suni, kissing him back. "'So that was Danlong and Suni, "'and both of them knew what they thought about things.' "'The End Thank you, everybody, for joining me on this delightful romp through Shirley Rousseau Murphy's book, Suni and the Dragon. If you enjoyed this, I highly recommend you check out her Dragon Bard series. Um, when I realized that she had written that as well as this, which was like last week, um, yeah, I loved that series. Um, the first book is called Night Pool. The second book is called The Ivory Liar, and the third book is called The Dragon Bards, and they are a delightful romp through this wonderful, complex fantasy world. I, I can't recommend them highly enough. Now, next month, we're going to be jumping into some English myths, 
and we're going to marvel at how often the heroes of those stories are named Jack. (laughs) So I will see you guys again next week. Thank you for listening. Bedtime Stories with Celosia Crane is proudly produced by Lantern Audio Works. If you have been enjoying this podcast and N.J. Sullivan's podcast, Old Bob, Brimstone, and our co-hosted podcast, Punks in the Library, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash lantern audio works. You get early access to all episodes of the podcast, as well as a monthly live stream of punks in the library. And what I think is the coolest is you will get to experience old Bob and brimstone in full stereo, which unfortunately, we are unable to do through just the standard podcasts. If you guys don't know what full stereo is, you are missing out. It is so cool. And it adds so many different layers to those stories. So please consider becoming a patron for as little as $3 a month. And again, that is at patreon.com forward slash lantern audioworks. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to connect with me further, you can find me on Instagram at Crane underscore author. Link is in the show notes.